millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Round three team lists are here. I just wanted to say the best way to support this channel, guys, is to hit that like button and the subscribe button there. I really appreciate all the support, and I hope this team list helps you out here. We're going to start with the Panthers and the Storm, and it's at the uh, the new Blue Bet Stadium there. And we're going to go through the Panthers side, and there's there's not much not much really to talk about there. Capewell keeps his starting spot, and we've got the the exact same bench. But on the on the other side, just the one change with with Smoothie uh, coming out, just for ma- the main reason being, you know, Felice Cafusi has a uh, has you know taken his uh, his early plea, and he's going to be out for a few weeks there. So Eisenhuth comes into the second row. And this means that Penne comes on to the bench, and he's had a, he had one game in the in the middle forward last year, which I've popped up here, and he got thirty one in his thirty six minutes. So he's someone that we don't want to be thinking about as he's only going to get a couple of weeks. But you know that's that's a big change there, and, and it'll be interesting to see what that means for our middle forward minutes with you know with him maybe getting you know slightly lower minutes, or he could be somewhere in the thirties like that. Could just take Eisenhuth's spot, and and will Eisenhuth play the eighty minutes? I suppose we can have a look here and, and see what's uh, what's going to happen there with Tommy Eisenhuth as he played this in the past, and that'll give us a, a little bit of an idea. So he's played a couple of games in the centres and one game in the second row where he played 80 minutes. So this one might be good for any of those uh, game day you know, fantasy drafts and draft stars or something like that. Uh, it should be you know, nice and cheap and do pretty well, but he's an interesting option for for that only, but... You know, other than that, with the team this week, it'll be interesting to see if Brandon Smith can can maybe go the 80 minutes. He's been pretty gassed the last bunch of weeks, so that'll be interesting interesting to see. But other than that, nothing really to talk about there. We move on to the uh, Dragons and the Seagulls. And our most important one here is not going to be on the Dragons side. There's, there's no changes there. But Cade Cuss keeps the 14 role. It'll be interesting to see if he's actually well enough, if he gets through his concussion protocols. And if he does, we should expect... You know, getting him getting around that thirty minutes again with with Croker getting around that fifty. But if he's not ready to go, then they have you know someone someone like Funa to come on and and play like he has you know in that first game, um, and Croker would go for the big minutes again. 
Our most important one is that Josh Schuster gets his number 12 jersey. So exactly where he played last week for almost that 80 minutes there, we've got Schuster coming back into this team and will be a great option for anyone that's looking to pick him up. So he'd at least have the spot for the next month. And, and the way that he plays and how strong, you know, big and strong he is, he can be that ball player, a little bit like that Wade Graham-style player in, in the second row. We saw last week that he, that he managed to, to make a whole bunch of tackles and do his job against a, against a good team and a good opponent there. But 47 in his 76 minutes was great with 40 tackles for one miss and, and a little bit of work with the 55 run metres. But awesome option if you're looking to downgrade someone so you can possibly upgrade elsewhere to get a keeper. But, yeah, that's the, that's the big news on, on this side. And you know, guys like Farmer Silly, I don't see his role changing at all with Alvaro and Merrin getting around that 40 to 45 minutes. So he could be possibly a trade-out for someone like Schuster who might make a bit of cash, but you can also keep him because he's not, he's not going to be losing you cash at this stage. But that's the, uh, that's the thoughts on that game there. And we move to the Rabbitohs game, and Josh Mansour comes back into the squad for Jackson Paulo, who will be out for a week or two. Um, and in terms of the rest of the side, Colin Matungi keeps his spot in the back row, and Jacob Host is still in the 18th man. So nothing really changes there, and... You know, a few guys were very interested in Jairo, for example, and I think he's going to get that same role and, and similar minutes, and he has to really have standout games to get you know in the 50s to 60s there. So if you're thinking about him, I'd, I probably wouldn't at this stage. Colin Matangi should should score fairly well. If, he, if I, I'm thinking in the 40s there, and it has a little bit of cash to make, but you know, I feel like it's more of a, a luxury trade right now. If you're going to bring in Colin Matangi for, for someone there, I think you can, can downgrade to a Schuster or something like that to you know to upgrade elsewhere with Colin Matungi he's kind of you know bringing in a mid-ranger he's going to make a little bit of cash but how much will he actually make that's my thoughts with him um I've heard a few people wanting to trade out Cook this week so showed how good he can play again and and people are wanting to to downgrade him to upgrade to like a Kiri or something and yes Kiri's played really well um across these these first couple of games but can he play any better like he's not going to average I don't think he's going to average 70 every week. I think you know, somewhere in the 50s would pretty, be pretty normal for him. They've had a few games there where they've, you know, they've smashed teams, and, and I doubt that that's going to happen against the Rabbitohs. So I'd expect a, a more normal game somewhere in the 50s for, for Kiri there. Similar with Lamb, we're going to expect somewhere in the 30s again as his base. And if you're thinking about bringing in someone like Brett Morris, just remember he's not going to score three tries every game. And you know, if he, even if he scores one a week, then he's going to be hitting around that 40 mark. So... Net hasn't for a long time been a keeper in the in the wing fullbacks and, and we've got the likes of, you know, Pap, Teddy, Laurie, these kind of guys in your in your wing fullbacks in the moment, so I wouldn't be venturing away from them or, or changing your team just to get a Brett Morris in, for example. Lindsay Collins is another one people have been speaking about and got a couple of tries this on the weekend and, and it's been getting big minutes, but I'd expect him to get a close to that fifty minute range, which he got this last week, but without the try assist to, to boot there. So Lindsay is not someone that I'd be considering at this stage. Freddie Lussick, he'll, he'll have this spot for a couple of more weeks. And our big news is that Crichton's going to be back in that starting side. And and then Tupanua, who has, has been scoring really well, a, a few people are interested in him, and, that, and that's fair enough. And if he's going to be continually scoring tries, then obviously he's going to be a great option. But he's an interesting one because he's not going to end up being a keeper. With Cordner coming back, he's going to be the one that's going to make way and he'll end up on the bench. So you can use him as someone who's going to score pretty well over the next sort of you know eight to ten rounds, with Cordner being uh, you know away with these concussion things, and then you can move him on then. 
But you know, a few people have been talking about him with the fact that his his base stats have actually improved a little bit, and I do agree with that because in the past he's he played the eighty minutes and get around forty, and his base stats at the moment are in those mid forties to to higher forties there, and then getting the try which puts him around that sixty to seventy mark. So really interesting option, and you can definitely use him over that next period and get get you through to the buy rounds, and then make your decision from there. And then on our interchange, we've got Victor Radley who comes back through there. And I've had a lot of questions about Victor and. Obviously, now that he's on the interchange bench, that he's not going to be a decent, not going to be an option from ball one. I think you just need to watch him anyway. And the good thing is, if he doesn't score as well or gets limited minutes off the interchange, you can watch him for the first two weeks. He loses a little bit of cash, and then if he turns into you know turns into someone who's going to be really really strong and score a lot of fantasy points when he makes his starting spot his own again, then you can bring him in after that. But other than that, you've still got Sam Walker in the reserves, and you know people are like oh. You know, Liam has to be dropped. He's playing shit. Well, he's not. He's just doing what he needs to do in a team that's doing well with Kiri running the ship. So if Walker was to play, Kiri's not going to just give him the ball because he's a better player than Kiri. No, Kiri's the best player in the team and you know, in terms of the halves. And he's going to still be the maestro of that squad. So, yeah, I don't see why people were thinking Walker was going to come in and play. He's so young and he'll have his chance at some point in the year. You know, Kiri's going to play Origin. He should do anyway. He's playing that well. Um, yeah, he'll play at some point. There'll be an injury, something. Uh, but moving along, we've got the Raiders and the Warriors. So only change with the Warriors is going to be for Sean O'Sullivan comes in for Chanel, and, and he's someone that is fairly cheap at this stage. And if you were looking for a little bit more of a pod, just given the fact that Schuster will probably be selected by most people, you know, he's been spoken about a lot in this preseason and, and finally gets his chance. But O'Sullivan in the past has... Has scored fairly well. You're looking at, you know, his 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 average is somewhere in the 30s for the games that he's played. He's got one one game at halfback for 80, where he got a try, which got him for 58 minutes, uh, 58 points. 49 game of 38, and it'll be interesting to see if it if it matters if uh you know which numbers on his back if it's a five eight or the the number seven. But to have only one score in the 20s, yeah, you know, and didn't really do much at all. With the rest of them 30 plus, he, he will make some cash, but just be wary that his break even's currently at 25. So he, you want to you want him to average somewhere in the mid 30s for him to be a good option. But you know, for me, when you got Schuster, who's already you know have has a low break even and is slightly cheaper, I think he's going to be a better option. You already break even a five and playing in the back row, which is usually a safer position rather than number six for for your points. So um, something to think about. But if you wanted a pod, then O'Sullivan should do okay for your team. Uh, moving along, Bunty Afoa gets the starting spot, which is interesting for a few people who you're thinking about bringing him in. But Tanua Brown uh, happens to be out, and the news was, yeah, just it's just being suspended. So there's, you know, he's not someone you want to be thinking about bringing into your squad. Other than that, nothing much changes. Murchie comes onto the bench this week uh, with the Raiders, exact same squad except for Mister Croker. Croker comes back. A few people trying to bring in Sebastian Chris, but you know, yes, he played well, but not not a good option when when the when the captain's coming back. So uh, that's the thoughts on that game there with the Broncos. Nothing really changes. Milford Croft, you know, all the the starting side and the interchange is exact same. You've got Deedon and Pakes and Oates on the reserves. There was some chat about you know Oates coming in, um, Deedon coming into play, but that's not happened at this stage. We'll have to wait until later in the week to see what's going to happen with them. And with the dogs, we see Fatala Mariner out for three to four months, which is you know, really upsetting. He's pretty much going to be the majority of the year, and Waddell gets his spot back. 
uh, which he had in, in round one. So if you happen to start with him, then good work for you. Uh, if not, I wouldn't be thinking about bringing him in. Had a few questions about Elliot and Jackson, and we'll, we'll, we'll delve into them a little bit further. I think Adam Elliott is a really cool option. He's going to be their clear number one option in the back row. And you can see what happens with him you know, in round one. He got a try for 57, but in a game where they were a bit more defensive in, in the second round, he, he managed to get 50 tackles. Did have five misses, but is someone that's you know good with the tackle. He had three turnover tackles and, uh, and three off- offloads there. So you can see what happens there. First game, they did more attacking. He scored a try and had, a, had more meters gained. In the second game, he does more defensive stats. So... Really cool to see that he can he can do both and do well in, in both categories, which you know gives me the thoughts that I think he can average somewhere in the 50s. Maybe it's the low 50s, but if it's in the low 50s, that gets him another 70 to 80 points, uh, uh, $70,000, $80,000 worth of upside, and he is middle and edge. So he's definitely an interesting option. I wouldn't put him in the keeper category. I wouldn't expect scores of 57 and 66 regularly. You know, when, you, when you've seen Jackson... You have 40, uh, 64 tackles as well. So pretty crazy, but I think he's, an, he's a decent option and, and covers both positions. Won't be playing Origin, those kind of thoughts there. Jackson, similar thing. A bit more of an attacking game, and, and you can see his meters doesn't change too much, and his tackles were still pretty high in the attacking game. And then in the defensive game, 64 tackles for zero misses. This will not happen again, right? If you look at his, his scores in the lock position, he's got a 43, 48. So I'd be expecting a low 50s average. And at 595K, again, he's probably got 100, 100K of upside if he's going to be playing 80, 80 minutes in the middle. Just be wary of someone like Lou Thompson who's going to come back. He probably just comes back into the front row for someone like Ogden or takes a few of Heather, Hetherington's minutes or something like that. But be, um, be careful with that. But both are really cool options with edge and middle uh, on their name. So pick the player you like best if you're interested in, in bringing them in. Uh, we've spoken about guys like Turpin. I don't think they're a trade out. I think he'll he'll improve. I guess especially against the dog side, that I think it'll be a fairly you know even matchup. And that's about all. Simpson comes onto the bench, but again, not an option. Eels and Sharks. Nothing too much changes with the Eels except for one big thing, and that's the big Papali'i. Isaiah Papali'i comes in for Madison, who could be out for a few weeks. We're not exactly sure, but for him not to be named at all means that he is in a little bit of strife. And, and having had some issues in the past, I think it's smart to leave him out for a few weeks. But I don't really like Papali'i on the edge. It's an interesting one, but he's played a fair bit of that in the, in the past, and, and that's not where he's scored best. So 575K, he's priced in the mid-40s already. And you can see what happens when he plays on an edge. And he's got 80 minutes for 47, 38, a 50... Yeah, try for 66, but 34 in there, 43, 52, 41, 33, 43, 64. So there's some okay games mixed in with some some low ones. And if you're expecting him to average average in the mid-50s on the edge, I don't think it will happen. Yes, I think he's improved as a player since he's come over to the Eels, but how much has he improved? Not too much. Yeah, not, not sure. Positive is he's going to get an extra 25 to 30 minutes. Um but I think he'll probably score uh, around the 50 mark is going to be my guess. If he happens to get a trial or two, then he's going to bump that up. But an interesting one for those that are interested in picking him up. Nathan Brown I'd, I'd be sticking with, especially now that Papa Lee is on the edge. So Brown should see a couple of extra minutes when you've got you know Stone, Smith, Hipgrave, and Kafusi. Who's going to take those those minutes off him? I think he'll get a couple off 
uh, these guys will get a couple off the uh, off the forwards in there. Um, and Brown probably playing at least 60 minutes, which would be ideal for him. And on the shark side, nothing too much to talk about. Tracy plays in the number four jersey. Uh, other than that, Magulia stays on the bench. Hiroto moves to reserve. So Connor Tracy played you know, a fair chunk of that game the other night uh, in the centers and, and is going to get that again. So moving to the Knights and the Tigers, Mr. Watson has been named in number 13 again. Other than that, we've got Frizzell and Barnetta who are shaping up to be pretty good options for the edge position for anyone who are interested in them. Uh, on the Tigers' side, Mr. Mr. Leilu has been dropped. So Tommy Talao comes into number three, which doesn't do too much for anyone's side. I doubt anyone had Leilua. But I think that's going to be important for them because he's he's making them a lot worse than than what they need to be. Offangawi moves to the bench for Zane Musgrove, which who knows, that might change on game day. But I don't think it changes Offangawi's role too much. He's getting around that 40-odd minutes anyway. So, uh, But the rest of it, nothing changes there. And you know, same with the bench for the Knights side. And then moving along to our last game of the round, and this is a really interesting one for me, and it comes with this Titan side, and Tana Boyd comes in for Taylor, who's injured his hand and, and should be out for a couple of weeks. So I think Fogarty is going to do everything this week. Tana Boyd, for anyone that doesn't know, is the backup hooker, usually. So kicking for him I don't think is going to be coming much. I think Fogarty is going to really uh, you know, run this team around and, and do the majority of the kicking and, and hopefully the, the assisting and, and scoring lots of points. So if you're interested in bringing him in like I am, I think this really helps his scoring over the next few weeks. Obviously, Taylor will come back and things will go back to normal, but I think this really helps him. Uh, on the Cowboys side, Talangi's playing. Morgan and Clifford, nothing too much changes. Cotter gets the 13 roll again, um, and, and the bench stays the exact same. In terms of the bench for the Titans, it's also the same there. So interesting if you're thinking about Tino, there's every chance he scores a try against the Cowboys being a shit team, so... Something to think about with him um, is that he could get like that, you know, around that 40 mark again, or he could go nuts and get a 70 and do what he did last year for the Storm. But you know, that's the uh, leave that into into their hands. But uh, that's the that's the story with with those games, there, guys. Let me know what you think about those team lists and, and what type of trades you're thinking of making. But there's some interesting ones there in in a, in a Schuster, for example, and. What I've said in that past video is just make sure you're going for those top line guns or trying to move down into a cash cow and try to spend as least time as possible and as many, the least trades as possible of moving a mid-range to a mid-range one. But there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed that and we'll, uh, we'll see you in a few of the next videos where we're going to talk through my team and the trades I'm going to make, the people's team there, um, and we'll do a Q&A as well. So let me know what you think of that, guys. Let me know what your trades are going to be and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 